Welcome to PS Let's Talk Love. I'm Marsha. And I'm Solvay. We're communication professors and dating and relationship coaches. And in each episode, we'll be talking about dating, love, relationships, and all their complexities. We're here to help you navigate the sometimes awful, sometimes exhilarating, and oftentimes bonkers elements of all things relationships. We want to emphasize that this podcast is separate from our teaching and research at our university jobs. It is, however, part of our desire to bring dating and relationship support to folks everywhere. Let's talk love. Welcome to episode five of PS Let's Talk Love. We like to start every episode with what we are loving. So I'm going to throw the question to you first, Solvay. What are you loving right now? Oh my goodness. What am I loving? There's many things I'm loving. Let's I'm, I'm going to start off with like a shout out to love is blind season two, because I finally watched it. Thank you for your recommendation. Mm-hmm. I am loving the thoughtful students in my classes right now. I have some really, really just really sweet, thoughtful students in my university classes right now. And so I'm just loving the conversation and the ways that they're showing up. And that's making me really happy to have really good conversations in class. So I want to shout out to my students and I'm also loving these slippers and I need to tell you all about them because they're making me really happy. So my brother's partner is running the Iditarod right now, Lisbeth Sagogan Norris. And shout out to Lisbeth. She told me about these slippers. The brand is called glare ups. I hope I'm saying this correctly. They're like felted wool slippers and they have, well, the ones that I have have rubber bottoms, um, on them. So you can like step outside with them as well. And so they're so, so cozy. And like, right now we're still looking outside and it's snowing. So I'm still, I mean, I don't know that I'll love them in summer as much, but right now they're so cozy and warm on my feet. I love that. I can step outside just like to let my dog out or something. And it's easy. Um, and they're, they just are very cozy and warm and I love the way they look. I got the green ones. They make me really happy. Thanks for the recommendation, Lizbeth. Good luck with the, I did a rod. And, um, thank you for these slippers. I love them. I mean, I, 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 she did not buy them for me, but thank you for telling me to get them. Do you have them on right now? I do. I'm wearing them. Can I see them? Can you show me one so I can describe <laughs> sure. it? Okay. So the, listeners, I'm standing up. She's standing. She's wearing black right now. If anyone cares, let's see. Let, okay. Have you been doing yoga? Can you lift your foot? You could also just take it off and show me. I like that you're committed to not taking it off. Everyone, I just want you to know that she stood up and is trying to lift her foot up to the camera. I just asked you to lift it. Here we go. Here we go. Okay. Oh, they almost look like, like Chelsea boots. Like they're tall. Yeah. And I have big ankles and they fit my like ankle calves. So just wreck, hot wreck for those yeah. of you that you know, they're, they, they're, they fit wide feet. They fit big ankles. They, yeah, they look like, like they have a really wide ankle. So you could just slip your foot right in really easily. You can just slip your foot right in real Yeah. They, they look to me like they could be used as shoes. I, I often want to wear them out to the grocery store and then I tell myself, don't ruin your slippers. They're really nice, but Yes. They're cute. I I just wanted to vouch. They're cute. I like them. I do love a wool product a lot. Yeah. I think they're wool. I hope I didn't make that up. I think they're wool. They're really comfy. (laughs) Don't sue us, whatever the company was, but do sponsor us. us. (laughs) Okay. So that's what I'm loving right now. What are, what are you loving right now, Marcia? Oh, well, I am admittedly like not having the best week. I thought I would share this because I, I just think that there's like some value in hearing people's experience. So yeah. if you don't want to hear more of a, not as much a happy giggly story, you can just fast forward this part. <laughs> um, so for context, and I haven't told Sylvia this either. I kept it a secret so we could talk about it here. Um, don't have any problem if you do, just not my jam. And part of the reason for that is because I just don't like too much attention on me that I am not controlling. Like, I'm sure there's lots of deep-seated issues here. Anyway, I like to keep things quiet. And, um, and so if you are somebody who knows me and you did not message me this weekend, please know I am not mad at you. 
I purposely keep my birthday quite quiet. Are you mad at me because I posted it on social media? No, I'm not mad. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> <Sorry. okay. laughs> but it, like, I don't have it on my Facebook. I think because I, to me, it feels so weird to get a happy birthday message from like somebody I haven't talked to in 15 years. And I went to high school with, and I have no relationship with it just like, and then I feel obligated to say thank you. And then I feel obligated to say happy birthday to them. And it just like, I, I would rather the people that I'm, there's a select group of people who always reach out to me on my birthday and it's very sweet I thought what you posted was very nice thank you so they also brought me a a very lovely gift thank you anyway (laughs) the point not a big birthday person in general um and on Sunday which was my actual birthday um we Dustin and I were gonna have two people who are really close in our lives over for dinner and we had kind of planned like they were like okay we'll come over and they come over regularly they were our pod all of all of covid like we see them all the time like probably at least once a week we had texted a little bit about them coming over for dinner that night and i hadn't said it was my birthday but i kind of just assumed that they knew <laughs> because we have that they should i think it's fair to say they should have known it became clear they did not remember that it was my birthday, despite a lot of clues. As in, there was a gift that you had brought me earlier in the day sitting on my counter. There was a birthday cake that looked very much like a birthday cake. It didn't say anything on it, but it looked like a goddamn birthday cake. Um, There's no candles, but looked like a cake. Earlier in the day, Dustin had texted them individually and said let's order Thai food it's Marsha's favorite which he would not normally do so there's all these clues and when they arrived I had seen one of them earlier in the day and they shouldn't send anything to me but I also was like oh we're gonna see them later like no big deal and I I never again I just want to emphasize like I am not I wasn't expecting any text messages or anything so they came over and when they arrived like they didn't say anything and I was kind of like okay maybe they forgot or maybe they're going to say something later and we ate dinner and still there was nothing. And then it got like to a point like Dustin was like, Oh, we're going to cut, like, let's have the cake. And he's like, Marsha has to cut it. And so I went in and I cut it and still there was nothing like no mention. And I was like, well, now I can't bring it up. It feels like you didn't say you didn't say it felt too. I was like, we're too far in. And here, like, here's the thing, like, and this is why this is a little bit hard and I'm going to start crying. (laughs) This is why it's hard for me to share because it, I know it's so small and stupid, but it felt so hurtful that like all I, all I needed was it acknowledged. And I just felt so disappointed that these people that are supposed to be close in my life, like, couldn't remember this one thing. And if I'm being like, super honest, I also feel like embarrassed that, like, am I not memorable enough? Am I like, so unimportant or insignificant to them? That something that is about me is not noteworthy like that's how it felt and maybe this sounds stupid because it's just a birthday and it's just a happy birthday but like to just completely clearly not remember and not even put together the pieces of like all of these clues and I didn't say anything because I knew that if I said something, then the response would be like, oh, oh my God, we feel so bad. And like, why didn't you say anything? And then I would end up comforting them. And like, I was like, I don't really feel like doing that right now. And it was just so hurtful. And they didn't like, they left not knowing. And do you think they know yet? Do they know? They do. They messaged me the next day, like, and I think not very, like, they messaged the next day. They, they somehow found out. I don't, I think they actually probably saw what you posted on social media, if I'm being honest. 
we talk a lot about setting expectations and making sure with clear expectations. And so I spent a lot of time like beating myself up being like, well, I guess I should have, but I don't think, I also don't think it's, it needs to be clarified. Like you should at least acknowledge when it's somebody's birthday, when they have a cake and clearly do you think it was clear that it was your birthday? I think that's my, like, are you open to me asking you questions? Yeah, 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 yeah. It was clear it was your birthday. They like, should, I think that they should have known that it was yeah. my birthday. I mean, I just want to, I want to speak for the people that are really bad at birthdays because last year I ended up starting to make a birthday calendar because one of my friends mm. said that she has a birthday bathroom calendar. Have I told you this? No. I thought it was a great idea. So I know anyone else listening who's freaking out that you might forget birthdays. Um, that has helped me to have yeah. a calendar. Cause I used to be, t- I mean, I, I am terrible at remembering birthdays, except that I started the birthday bathroom calendar last year. Apparently it's a Dutch tradition. I hope I'm not speaking for all. Um, if that's I think, wrong, but, but yeah, yeah so, so I think they just didn't like, were they just not getting it or were I, they intentionally not acknowledging that it was your birthday? I think they just weren't getting it. Yeah. I'm pretty, uh, yeah, I feel very confident. Like, I don't think they were trying to intentionally be hurtful. Yeah. And I, but I think like, this is the nature of, and I think this is kind of why I wanted to bring it up here is even though this isn't necessarily a romantic relationship. It's a relationship. Yeah. Yeah. And it, you know, this is like a good example of, I'm sure the intention wasn't to hurt me, but it definitely caused hurt. Yeah. Like, and like this is a part of the relationships we have and like just because you didn't mean to doesn't mean it stings less mm-hmm. I feel like I almost would rather at this point it have been an intentional slight like for some reason I feel like I could process that in a different way than just feeling really insignificant and not memorable mm. and I think part of that comes from like I'm an oldest daughter I'm like the one who's always taking care of everyone. And it feels like it, am I just of no value if I am not actively being of service to everyone? Like, and this like sort of reinforced that feeling, like this is the one day I wasn't being of service. And so I'm not significant. I mean, I want to push back. (laughs) True, but I don't know if that's what you want right now. (laughs) Well, it just, that's how it feels. Yeah that like whether I know in my intellectual brain that that's true or not that's like that is what it feels like and it sounds really tender yeah it sucks (laughs) and I'm sure that part of this is just like it's been a long few years and I'm you know it's been also like a shitty couple weeks watching everything happen globally like I recognize all of that I perhaps two years ago if this would have happened I would have like laughed about it and been able to tease them like I might not have been in such a like emotional state but it just felt very like it just made I just felt very small Hmm. (laughs) I'm not in the same room as Marsha but I really want to give her a hug which I don't know if you can like hugs do you like hugs (laughs) a huge hugger (laughs) well I want to give you a hug it just and I like I want to be clear too like I think I wouldn't have even been upset I know I wouldn't I know myself I would if these same people hadn't messaged me but I hadn't seen them at all on my birthday and they hadn't said anything I it would have like not even been a thought in my mind I think it was like literally the fact that I'm like I'm literally standing here in a room with you for multiple hours and you're not saying anything yeah, that's really strange. We are, but your, I th- tears, your tears are welcome here. <laughs> I just thought that, it, I don't know, like, this is just, this is where I'm at today. Yeah, real. And, this and this just happened a couple days ago, you know, like my birthday was on Sunday. We're recording this on Wednesday. So this is all still really fresh. And I definitely feel better today than I did on Sunday night. It like was, it sucked, especially because you know, we know about immediacy, right? Like the things that happened more recently are the things that stick in our brain more. And we tend to focus on negative things more. And what sucks, and I keep trying to tell myself, and this is what I've been trying to reframe is like, other than that, I had a really awesome weekend. Mm. 
Okay. Like, I got to see a couple of my friends who I have not seen in two years wow. on Friday. And also two of the people that I saw just like had a whole bunch of life things that were happening that had changed in the two years. So I spent much of that time just listening to what was going on with them, which is like my ideal situation, just asking questions and be like, tell me, tell me about your life. And it was just, it was such a blast. And if you are one of those people that I saw on Friday and you're like, oh my God, was it? No, I'm not talking about you. Cause I know at least one of them <laughs> listens to this podcast regularly. I promise it wasn't you. <laughs> and like, I just had a really chill day Saturday with Dustin. And, and even on Sunday, like I got a couple messages from some good friends that were really sweet and like very authentic to how I like to celebrate my birthday. And like you stopped by and gave a lovely gift and the candle is in my closet with me right now, everything. And even my neighbor who I don't ever talk to, like randomly came by and was like, Hey, I'm out snowblowing my driveway. And I just felt like I took, I wanted to keep going. Cause it's nice out. Can I snowblow your driveway? And I was like, yes, angel sent <laughs> from heaven. So like there was all of these good things that happened and I like want to be grateful for them, but it just sucked that like the end was this like instance that just made me feel so small, after, especially after feeling very seen and very like loved by people I care about to have people I care about not acknowledge it. It just, it felt really shitty. Yeah, it's such an interesting example of the thing that you always tell me, which is more than one thing can be true, right? And we can feel yeah. more than one thing, right? So like you can hold both of those things, but I'm glad you're letting yourself feel it. I mean, I think one of the things that we do when we're, you know, some of us don't let ourselves feel things. And so that you're letting yourself feel it, well, it's going to help you move through it too. Yeah. Thanks for trusting us. Yeah. Thank you for your feedback. Thank you for listening, both Sylvie and the listeners. And if you think I'm being ridiculous, I don't care. Please don't tell me. <laughs> Let me just sit in this. Thank you for being with us in these real life check-ins of what we're loving and what we're not loving. Yeah. It's turning out to be both. <laughs> Sorry. This is where I'm at. I told y'all my menstrual cycle. There's like, like usually two weeks. I'm, I'm in the, I'm on the upswing right now. I'm feeling good, but you know, next week it might, it's likely will be me crying. So um. <laughs> I, I have an IUD. It's not even tied to my best. I don't even have a cycle. <laughs> yeah. And I don't mean to make like jokes about that, but you know, I will say since we're, since we're checking in about things that tracking my menstrual cycle has really helped me to understand my emotions a lot. <laughs> so that's why I mention it here for anyone else listening who has found that to be a useful thing uh. to figure out. All right. Sending you all love. Sending you love, Marsha. Thank you. Hey, everyone. Just a quick note. So if you go back to episode four, we chatted a lot about mistakes people make on a first date. This episode is going to have a few stories and we sort of break down in those stories where the date went wrong. And then you'll find episode six, which will come out next week, is going to be a breakdown of how to have a great first date. So this is a three-part series on first dates. We hope you enjoy. We've been on some bad first dates. We have. I mean, and we've probably been the bad first date, just to be real. Yes, also that. Hard to imagine. Hard to imagine that we would be the bad first date, but we probably have been. And also, we have been on some bad first dates, full stop. Do you have a story about a bad first date that you're willing to share today, Marsha? I do. I do have a story now, as our listeners perhaps no i i have been with my husband for quite some time we've been together for 12 years now so this is it's been a while since i was on a first date party that happens on campus uh, at uaf they call it case day i have no idea if it still exists or not i wonder if I it think does the, i think it doesn't I, anymore but yeah probably not well it technically i guess was called spring fest but we did not call everyone it knew. Fest. Everyone knew it was called case day. Yeah. yeah. 
<laughs> Which, if, if anyone isn't making the connection, it's cold case day because it was the day that we had off. It was a Friday that the whole campus had off and everyone, I mean, not everyone, but many people tried to drink an entire case of beer. I now, mean, are I we advocating? Did you? Did you actually oh, try? No. Yeah, okay, I checking. Not, I mean, I would go to the parties. I would yeah. definitely participate, but same, 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 same. No, but I, 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 am, don't I don't think I could. Yeah. Anyways, go. On. No, there's no way I can. I'm a real lightweight. I have one drink and I'm like stumbling even in college. So anyway, it was case day. And after case day, a phone number appeared on my door and it was just a phone number, like on my dorm room door written in, I don't know, dry erase that wow. said the number wants to talk to you. And I was like, oh. that's weird. Now, why I never called it, I do not know. Um, I just didn't call it. I thought it, I think I thought it was somebody in my dorm and I just ignored it. But I left it on my door because I was too lazy to go get the spray to wipe it off. A few days later, I was walking out of the student gym and a man, college age man, tapped me on the shoulder and I turned around and took my headphones off. He was stood before me in spandex pants and short shorts and said, Hey, you work out a lot. Correct. <laughs> Do you have a follow-up? And he was like, you know, Tanya. Right. And I was like, I, I do know Tanya. Yes. Okay. And then we stood staring at one another for a couple more seconds. I don't actually remember how it transpired from there. I just remember that it was an interesting, weird interaction and he was wearing spandex pants. So I must have given him my phone number <laughs> because that's the kind of choices I was making at 21. Anyway, we're into the spandex pants. Is that what you're saying? I don't know. I was just, I, I just, they're seared in my memory. Okay. The fact that he was wearing spandex pants. I was like, am I getting asked out by a man standing in spandex pants and short shorts in front of the student gym? I think I, I think I am. Indeed. It sounds like you were. We made a date uh, to go get smoothies together and we set the time and day and he arrived at my dorm. He goes, Hey, how come my phone number is on your door? Oh, I was like, Oh, well, there's a mystery solved. <laughs> wow. Great question. I did. I do not know the answer. He said, okay. And kind of looked at me weird. And I'm like, I, I don't, I have no idea why. And then saw a note that was on my door that referenced for any listeners who are familiar with this, the S Saturday Night Live skit, Lazy Sunday. It was like one of the first musical skits that like circulated wildly from SNL. It's like, it's a rap about the Chronicles of Narnia that might jog some memories and there was a reference to it on my door and he goes, Hey, what is that from? And I was like, Oh, it's this Saturday night live skit that we like, like uh, some of my friends in the dorm and I had been watching and repeating a lot. And I was like, Oh, it's just a line from it. And he was like, what self-respecting college student is home watching Saturday night live on a Saturday night. I don't know a single college student who's home on a Saturday night. Wow. It was like, that was aggressive Heston. <laughs> Like, well, it's from this place called YouTube and he didn't know what YouTube was. So jokes on him. <laughs> he was kind of a dick when he said what self-respecting college yeah. student. Yeah. I mean, I feel like a lot of college students watch SNL, so I'm not sure. Maybe not. Maybe not anymore. At least back in my day. Yeah. You probably watch the videos on YouTube. YouTube was like very new at that time. I get not, but I was like, who's the hip, cool one now? <laughs> oh boy. That sounds so awkward. Did you ever figure out the mystery of why his phone number was on your wall? I did. My friend, Tanya, <laughs> see it all comes oh, back around. Tanya. Apparently knew him somehow. I don't know. I mean, just because time at the university they knew each other and apparently he had asked about me I had never seen this man before in my life I was adamant and UAF was not that big of a campus but I did not think our paths had ever crossed but apparently he had seen me and, and she was, decided to put his phone number on your door interesting yeah, that's on her 
<laughs> I don't know what she was expecting me to do. Like, I was just going to call a random phone number. Yeah. Like, I have, I didn't have any context. She was not a good matchmaker. <laughs> no. <laughs> All right. Anything else we should take away from that? Um, don't say snarky things to people before you have the whole story. I'm still better about that. (laughs) (laughs) What self-respecting college didn't fuck you. Yeah, that's yeah. Just don't criticize on a first date. Keep it to yourself. I mean, clearly it was probably a joke, but it did it. It probably was, but the way it was phrased as like, like it was like he was like, oh, you're a loser. I'm like, I mean, okay, if that makes me a loser liking Saturday Night Live, I guess, sure. But it was just such a weird tone. And it was like he was trying to be like, I'm so cool, I party. I'm like, okay, it's not that cool. <laughs> Calm down. So if, you know, the whole like teasing someone to make them feel bad because you're flirting is also probably not recommended here. I, I hear it in that way. The way it is like, nah, okay, like you don't need to like, there's a lot of ways you can flirt. You don't need to like make fun of somebody to flirt. Yeah, I suppose so. I, and I think like, I'm not an anti like teasing personally I think I have a pretty thick skin about things and I am pretty good at sparring with that kind of thing there was something about the tone of of what was said and how he said it and and also like it wasn't at a point where we were already having like a back and forth where we had some rhythm so like things had not been going great and then it was it just sort of ended on like okay you're gonna be a dick now cool yeah 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 I mean bad dates yeah what about you do you have a bad first date story or a couple bad first date stories I mean I have a lot of date stories like I I think for today like what I want to summarize in terms of my own bad dates is I, I I think I made some notes to myself about like themes that I saw on these dates Um, in terms of how other people were showing up. I think not being truthful, like I've had several dates where it was like, I met somebody online and went to go meet them in person and they just totally weren't who they said they were online. Not, not that they, I didn't ever feel like fully catfished, but like they just really weren't who they were representing themselves to be. So I think that has, there's been some bad dates that were like somebody misrepresented themselves online. I had some dates for sure where the date that I was out with was pretty condescending towards me. And I just generally think whether you're trying to be funny or whether you're trying to make yourself look cool or smart or whatever, just being condescending on a first date is not cool to me. And I think the thing that I would say is both like my own challenge and something that I run into often is just what you said earlier about people expecting like therapy on a date. So I tend to ask questions on dates. I tend to listen. And I think especially earlier on in my dating life, I would find myself often, you know, I remember one guy that, you know, within about five minutes of our first date, he was like, I'm sorry, I was late to the date. I just came back from my mandated anger management classes. Jesus. And I was like, oh, okay. You know, and in, in that moment, like now I, I did learn a little bit more about this person's story because he told me a lot, but in that moment, you know, speaking of over self-disclosure, I immediately was like, I am not dating this person. Again, I respect that somebody's getting anger management, that they're yeah. working on it. But I was like, not, no, no, thank you. No, thank you. Because that was the first thing. And then to add to that, this person went on to tell me a lot about his family drama and why he had been in mandated anger management classes. And I've been on a lot of dates like that, where someone has been like, 
oh, like maybe not consciously, but somehow because I'm asking questions and listening, they decide to tell me a lot of things about their divorce or about, you know, the details of their last relationship or something else that's really not working. And so those to me have been, while they're not like some crazy nightmare story, um, those have been really bad dates because I'm not going to go out, you know, if someone's immediately leaning on me as almost like therapist within a date, whether they're doing it consciously or not, it's just, it's not for me. And I've had a lot of those dates. So those for me are some of the bad dates. I think one of the things that I have a tendency to do, and I have found this is I, because I'm good at, and some of you might relate to this because I'm good at asking questions. It sometimes is a way that I unintentionally hide. I can leave a conversation knowing a lot about somebody else and not have having shared much about myself. So, you know, there's that there's the idea and I, I there's the idea that like if you want to be interesting act interested right mm-hmm. and so I can really tell you that there's lots of dates where I've left like that, where I felt like, wow, this person doesn't know anything about me. And then they've said like, oh my gosh, that was a great first date. I'd love to see you again. And I'm like, I don't want to see you again because I don't feel like you know me at all. Mm -hmm. And I think some of that I can call myself in and say like, ooh, you could have shared a little bit more about yourself. You could have just let the conversation drop for a minute and see if this person would ask you questions. Yeah, I'm wondering so when you say that people are being condescending to you, you mentioned that that has come up in the past. Do you have examples? Can you think of any examples where that's happened? Like what they've said specifically? Well, here's a funny story that, that you, that I can share. I went on a date with somebody from on, you know, that I'd met online and we met downtown at Humpy's. Is Humpy's still a place? I don't know. We met downtown. it is. For a drink. And this is the first time meeting this person. We're sitting at the bar and he said, he said, I'm a cartographer. And yeah, I had to think for a minute, like what's a cartographer? But then I was like, okay, maps, maps. Yeah, cool. Okay. Got it. And then he was like, I'm a cartographer. Do you know what that is? Oh, Jesus. (laughs) I can just picture the energy that he's emitting. Totally. And I was like, oh yeah, yeah, I do. And, but I was just immediately put off by that condescending tone about, you know, some expectation of what I, you know, and granted I had to think about it for a minute, but like, I knew what it was. This is sort of funny. At least we, we went on, we chatted, we were talking. It was sort of mediocre. It was okay. And in my mind, I kept going back to the cartographer thing. Cause I was like, what? Well, that's interesting. What do people do as cartographers these days? Which by the way, I never got the answer. So if anyone's listening and you're a cartographer, let us know what you do. Um, But I was like, well, that's interesting. Like, what do you do now? What does a, what does a cartographer do? And so I asked some follow-up question like that later on in the conversation. And he said, well, I don't tell people this at first when I meet them online, but I'm not actually a cartographer. Wait, and then he said, I'm actually in the FBI. Oh my God. And I probably looked at him like, what the hell at this point? Cause I was like, what make up your mind? Are you a cartographer or not? What are you doing? But I was like, oh, okay. And then he said, yeah, do you want to see my badge? And now I wish that I'd paid more attention because I was just so confused at the time. <laughs> then he like pulled out a badge and showed it to me. It looked real. I didn't spend too much time looking at it because I knew I wasn't interested in this person. Mm-hmm. But I was like, okay. And he's like, yeah, I just tell people I'm a cartographer. You know, I wouldn't tell them at first that I worked. And I thought to myself, you've known me for like 45 minutes. Like you definitely shouldn't be telling me this yet if you're actually in the Yeah. Also, you you're very bad at being in the FBI. <laughs> that this is where I'm like, I probably wasn't in the FBI. Yeah. And I mean, I think he expected I was going to be really impressed. I was mostly confused and I still wonder what cartographers do really for their work right now. So anyways, that was sort of a silly story, but it was like, you know, just don't be condescending to someone. Like if you know that you, well, I don't know who knows what this guy's deal was, but if you know that like you have a position that people don't know a lot about, like, think about explaining it. Don't be a jerk about it. Well, And he could have said that so much. It's all about tone, right? It's not the message itself. He could have said, I'm a cartographer. 
I a lot of people don't know what that is. You know what what I'm talking about when I say photographer, and, he's, and like saying it lightly and being like, "Oh yeah," people like are always confused about what I do for work. I like my family still can't figure it out. Or like whatever. Yeah, yeah. like. Because also, if we're being like really honest, how many people actually know what most jobs people do are that is not there? I still can not tell you exactly what Dustin does. I can tell you his title. And I'm like, he's he's at his computer and he has a lot of meetings. Okay, well, we do have a an entry. I had asked a few friends and I had asked on our social media if anyone had any fun kind of horror story bad dates this one is not a horror story but it is I think a great example of when we talk about Alaskans being colorful people I think this is a nice example of colorful Alaskan charm oh I can't wait and thank you listener for sharing a story with yes me. number one fans is one of my friends she has sent this in this is in her words I'm reading it now Back when I was roaming the mean streets of Tinder looking for something <laughs> like love, I met a man named Trent who proposed we go to Barnes and Noble for our first date to show one another our favorite books. Ooh. Cool. I think we're at that point. That's good, right? Good. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay, Trent. Yeah. Trent, we're on board. At Barnes and Noble, he immediately led me to the historical nonfiction section where he chose from the shelves biographies of several presidents and spent the next 45 minutes reading to me at top volume no, no. while impersonating each president oh my God. full booming old-timey fdr voice wow that's a choice after he had exhausted his favorite presidents, a.k.a. the ones he could do the voices of, sadly, whom none of whom were Obama, <laughs> he went to the kids section and pulled out Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban. This man proceeded to act out a full <laughs> chapter from the book which it was clear he had definitely chosen ahead of time, including unique voices for each character. Once again, to emphasize at top volume, this oh, was man. not whispered. This was shouted. This is oh, like stage voice. Oh, wow. By the time it was all over, a decently sized group of elementary aged kids were gathered around and I was attempting to disappear into the fireplace. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> to wrap up the date, he invited me to sit in his truck while he played me his favorite song, which was a live recording of Brad Paisley playing a guitar solo for a really long time. <laughs> oh my gosh did our listener get to say anything the whole time she says she does not does not clarify that uh perhaps we'll have number one fan listener on at some point because she does have a lot of dating stories um she says she did go on another date with him but that's a whole nother tale wow I can't wait for that one I hope we get to hear it someday yeah I mean that I just thought that that was such a lovely example of the colorful folks that you run into in Fairbanks, Alaska. I believe that was in Fairbanks. I, I mean, gosh, we, like some of that, like I was with Trent for some of that, but like it, the, the booming voice, right? Okay. If you want to take someone to Barnes and Noble, go for it. Like that sounds fun. That sounds like a fun first date. Pull out some books. Sure. Sure. I'm into it. I'm into it maybe even read excerpts if that's your personality and you think that sounds like a fun thing to do Marsha's okay. getting comfortable let me read let me tell you the nonverbals of Marsha she looks real uncomfortable I think I might enjoy someone reading to me excerpts no I no I people reading to me people see the other thing that makes me extremely uncomfortable is anyone who is singing like singing a song or playing the guitar in person like one-on-one -on -one situation absolutely not that it makes my skin crawl somebody reading to me in Barnes and Noble no I mean it's one thing to read like a little excerpt be like oh hey like here's an interesting fun fact in this book not on not on date one and no not with voices 
I'm not into it. I think that's a real, I mean, I, I think it's a real hit or miss. I might've enjoyed the voices. I'm just going to say, I'm just going to say I might've enjoyed it, but not at top volume. So I mean, Trent, do your thing. (laughs) I mean, Trent probably found somebody that really appreciated that, that pizzazz that he possesses. I bet. I bet. But that's a lot for a first date. That was a lot for a first date. It was a lot for a first date. This is reminding me once, I wouldn't say it was a bad date, but I went on a date once with somebody at Barnes and Noble. And the things that I remember about it were that he wore a trench coat and in his trench coat, he was carrying a mandarin orange, which with with, (laughs) that he offered to me as we were walking through Barnes and Noble. Oh, that's odd. It was odd. It was, it was, it was odd. And 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 rather endearing I guess I remember being like huh how do I feel about that huh I went out with him again I went out with him again okay did he bring a mandarin orange that time I mean he was quirky (laughs) I didn't you didn't answer the question (laughs) I was sure he brought something else weird (laughs) I went on a date I don't think it was the first day. I think it was the second date to a movie with a guy and he brought like a full lunch for himself. Like he brought a thing of yogurt and a banana, but then he only ate half the banana and tucked the rest of it back in his pocket. He had, he had like some crackers. Like he had a full snack pack and I was not offered any of those snacks. Did he invite to share? Because I'm like, all right, thinking ahead for the movie theater, doesn't want the popcorn, but like he didn't invite, he didn't offer to share. He did not. And it he was ate awesome. half a banana and put it back in his pocket. I need to go back to that for a minute. It was very strange because the whole time I could not focus that much on the movie because I was like, this guy is just going to have his full lunch right here. Like, I, and I'm not going to get offered anything. It was, we're, we're like the only two people in the movie theater and he's just having his snacks. And then he ate half of the banana. And then like, he, you know, the peel was still on half of it and he just put it back in his pocket. And I was like, who eats only half a banana at a time? Like, just eat the whole banana, dude. Just eat the banana. Well, but I'm more concerned about the banana being back in his pocket. As well, it was like well, in a but... coat pocket. I but... know. I know, but it, it seems like it would get smushed, but also share He your could snack. have offered me the I half know. of the banana. I mean, yeah, my point is share your snack because at least trench coat mandarin guy shared his orange with me. That's true. That's at least considerate. Well, movie theater guy, which by the way, we went to that day in the movie theater and the movie we saw was Forgetting Sarah Marshall, which has a full on male full frontal nude scene in like the first few minutes of it which was very jarring for like a second date where we just stood there looking at Jason Siegel's penis (laughs) it was a little weird oh my gosh hilarious well here's the thing about bad dates y'all they're pretty funny they are good stories they are good stories they're usually good stories and you can tell here that what we're trying to add is some sense of humor to your bad dates. Yeah. Tell us about your bad dates. Tell Listeners, bad dates. we want to hear your bad date stories. We want to also hear your good date stories. We do. Tell us your date stories, <laughs> your first date stories. We'll be back next week with a follow-up to this episode, all about how to have a great first date. All right, we got a question. And just as a reminder, y'all can submit questions. The link to submit a question is in our show notes. We want to hear from you. Feel free to share your questions. Uh, So this week's question is one that we hear so often. So this person wrote in and said, I'm sick of online dating. How do I meet someone in person with like 400 question marks? what does this poor person do how do you get off of online and meet in person oh my gosh like let's remember that now that maybe we can a little bit more like depending on your comfort level depending on things you might feel even more comfortable meeting people in person these days and so so let's start with you can you can meet someone in person I think one of the things we talk about a lot is being open 
when you are out and about. Mm -hmm. So if you are like, I'm not going to online date right now, but I want to meet someone in person. The first thing I would say is check your energy, right? Are you, as you're walking around in your life, are you making eye contact with people that you think might be potentially interesting? Are you smiling at people you think might be potentially interesting? Are you having open, like sort of an open posture when you're around people? There's, there's those kinds of open nonverbals and the energy that you hold as you're walking through spaces can, can potentially make it so that people notice that you might be open to talking with them. So some of my favorite places are the coffee shop. Um, if you are a person who likes coffee shops, like I do, and you feel comfortable going back to them these days, then like, you know, maybe hang out at a coffee shop where you think you might want to meet someone. There are often other people at coffee shops that are open to having a little chat and you can do that in a really organic way. Um, years ago, a dear friend and I created this blog, um, called love in the bulk food aisle. Y'all can look it up. It's real embarrassing. Um, (laughs) Because we had both decided that we, that was the place to find love was the bulk food aisle. Does bulk food, I just have an, a question. Does yeah. the bulk food aisle still exist in a post COVID oh, no. world? Oh no. Now it needs to be love in the organic food and the organic <laughs> vegetables. I don't know the bulk food. Okay. Well, I don't know. Places. I bet it blew here in Anchorage of Blue Market. I bet there's some places. I bet okay. there's some places where you can still. You're right. It might be a dated term, but um, the idea still being that you could meet people at the grocery store. I have. My friend had actually met someone in the bulk food aisle, and we were like, this is an excellent place to meet people. So depending on what you're into, the you grocery go. store, the coffee shop, there's some yeah. places where you can casually strike up a conversation with someone. Yeah. I think also, you know, trying to go places that like, think about who your ideal person is and try to put yourself and where would they go and then try to put yourself in those places. So like, I think of bookstores, I think of breweries. If like, if you're like, Oh, like, I, like, I think there's like a, a certain vibe or certain scene around a lot of local breweries. I'm thinking of like Anchorage wise, like double shovel. I know it's not a brewery, it's a cider, but you get the idea. Yeah. Um, so go like bar, go sit at the bar, the bar, yeah. at the brewery, right. Sit by yourself, be open. Yeah. And I think there's something about like, and I have it different. I I think of it differently in my mind. I think other people do too. There is something a little bit different about the energy of something like a brewery that's a local brewery versus like a dive bar, right? Like Mm -hmm. you're not, it's not just like this meat market situation. It seems a little bit more casual, a little more adult, maybe. Um, Depending on your vibe, y'all, depending on your vibe. I mean, if, if you're like, like, I certainly liked going to bars and meeting people when I was in my early twenties. Like, like if that's more the energy that you have right now, go for it. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm think I get, we're in our, I'm in my thirties. I'm so in my forties. Yeah. So it sounds more fun to go to the cider place. Also the gym, you know, I like the gym. Uh, I have thoughts on the gym. I'm just saying there's places where pretend you, you never know that the, the downside of meeting someone in person is you're never going to know if someone's single or not. I mean, you aren't actually going to know that online either because not everybody yeah. represents themselves um, or is single, but there are single people all around you. Yeah. Another thing to do is, you know, you might think about joining new groups, uh, going on new activities, right? Changing up. If you're not interacting, meeting anyone in your regular routine of places, maybe try to shift that up a little bit, go to a different grocery store, go at a different time, go to a different coffee shop, maybe join like a meetup group. Um, I know somebody who met her husband, she went to take a, a like a cross-country skiing class and he was the instructor. Right. And I was like, oh, that's a good way to meet someone, right? Like doing something that's also fun that you're going to enjoy and you potentially you know, it widens your net. It widens the amount of people that you interact with. So it ups your odds to meet somebody. Yeah. Um, I think the important thing there is to make sure that you actually want to do it. Like if you find yes. going, I just want to say this because I have been this person before where I'm like, I hope I meet someone. I'm going to go to this group. And then I get disappointed yeah. if I don't meet someone. 
I can look at that younger version of myself and I can be like, Oh honey, like you could just go because it's fun. Like don't go because you think you're going to meet someone. I just want to name that for my, like, like my past self who I could like put my arm around and be like, okay, just go to the things you think are fun. Don't go places because you're like, I must meet someone. Maybe they'll be at the cross country ski class. Totally. And also I think there's a balance to that too, right? Like if you're like, I don't know, I've never done, I've never, I've never learned to ice skate, but there's an adult ice skating class. I don't know if I want to ice skate, but it might be kind of fun. And if I hate it, I only have to go once and Hey, I could also meet someone like, right. Like you can have multiple approaches to it. Um, yes. So yeah. Trying to find like new groups to engage with, because even if there's not necessarily someone in that group, you're widening your social circle a little bit. So you're interacting with people who are outside of your norm. And I think that's one resource that we don't, people aren't utilizing as much as they could is talking to your friends, especially good close friends, maybe even family, depending on your family and seeing if they know anyone that you, they think you might enjoy that you might be a good match for. So I think, especially as of late, because there has been a lot of dialogue about like, Hey, don't pressure your single friends and relatives into coupling up they might not want to like quit making that the conversation. People are trying more and more to be respectful of that, which we appreciate. Yep. But the flip side of that is they might be hesitant to connect you to someone because they don't want to overstep, which is like very kind and respectful. No shade to that. But if you are a single person who wants to date, who is looking to meet someone and you have a few close friends or good friends that you trust their judgment you might say like, Hey, I'm really looking to meet someone. Like, do you know of anyone single? And that lets them know, like, I'm open to that. And that's a great untapped resource or oftentimes untapped resource. Yeah, definitely. So those are a lot of ways that you could meet someone in person. You remember, you can strike up a conversation. You don't have to wait for someone else to, and maybe we'll talk about that in another episode so we can give you some tips for how to do that. But you can always say hi to somebody. You can always start the conversation. And you, like we said, you're not, you know, if you're moving through your world, you're not going to know that someone else is single, which this does take courage to be open to talking to people and seeing if they're open too. But, but if you're up for it, you never know who you might meet. And as a non-single person, it is kind of nice to be approached. I mean, I'm sure it's maybe a bummer to the person who approaches me, but I'm like, oh, thank you for your interest. Right, right. And I'm like, I'll try, let me think of somebody who might be a good match for you. Exactly. So if someone isn't, isn't available, you might just make their day anyway. And so that's nice too. Thanks so much for listening to the PS Let's Talk Love podcast. We want to send out a special thank you to Medium Build for our show music. And if you enjoy this podcast, follow us anywhere you listen to podcasts. And if you want to support us, it's super helpful if you could give us a five-star rating and leave us a review sharing what you're loving right now. Really, we want to know. And if you don't like it and you got this far, don't worry. You do not have to listen to us again. You can just you can just forget this podcast exists and move along. You can catch up with us on Instagram at ps.welovelove or follow us on TikTok at psconsulting. If you're interested in private coaching or learning more about our online classes, go to pscurators.com to learn more and find free resources to support you. See you next time.